All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here live on 103.9 FM WYAB in Jackson, Mississippi. We've got Congressman Michael Guest from District 3 out there in Rankin County on the phone with us. From Michael, you in Washington? I am in Washington, so I will be flying back uh, this weekend for a much-needed uh, break. It's been a little time with the family, but have been up here this week and will be uh, – flying home Friday night. Well, look, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you've got a lot going on up there this weekend, and uh, there was a big vote yesterday, and uh, there was a little confusion down here on some of our ends, mine included, and I just wanted to give you a chance to explain uh, the, the present vote on the, uh, on the, the to censure uh, Adam Schiff. Yeah, uh, if, uh, if, uh, there was a resolution brought by Representative Luna from the state of Florida uh, that would have done two things, Clay. Uh, one, it would have censured Adam Schiff for some of the past actions that he's conducted as a member of Congress. Uh, but the second component of that uh, is it would have referred Representative Schiff to the Ethics Committee uh, for further investigation. Uh, for your listeners' knowledge, uh, not only do I sit on the Ethics Committee, uh, but I currently sit as the chairman of the Ethics Committee. Uh, and so in the vote that would have both censored uh, Adam Schiff, which I agreed with the censure, uh, but the part that caused me uh, some concern was the referring the case to ethics and not concerned that ethics should investigate. And I'm glad the case has been sent to ethics. Uh, but myself and the other Republican members of the ethics committee, uh, we voted present. And the reason we voted present uh, is we did not want either Representative Shift or uh, someone uh, representing uh, Representative Shift uh, to be able to move to recuse us from the investigation. Uh, we felt that if we voted in favor of the resolution, uh, then we could possibly be removed from that investigation. Uh, and that was the last thing that any of the Republican members wanted. So uh, we feel that we made a vote uh, that would allow us now uh, to do what the House directed us to do, which would be to conduct uh, an aggressive uh, and thorough investigation uh, into uh, the actions of Representative Adam Schiff uh, during his time that he served in Congress. Yeah, you know, once you hear it explain it like that, it does make a, a lot more sense. I, I know when I first heard it, I was just like, oh, man, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you vote uh, yes to censure? And, of course, now it makes a lot more sense from the perspective of needing to remain, I guess, as unbiased as possible from an apparent standpoint. Well, and you know, and, and you're exactly right. And, you know, and, and the last thing that, that we want is for the Republican members of that committee uh, to be recused and to have an investigation uh, conducted only um, by the Democrats and the serve on the ethics committee. And so uh, it's important that, that now we have the ability uh, based upon this, uh, resolution in the House uh, to begin that process, uh, and it will be something uh, that the Ethics Committee uh, will be moving forward with very quickly. All right, so uh, for, for people kind of like myself, man, just blue-collar folks that aren't just knee-deep in it every day, and I know I do a radio show, so it sounds kind of funny saying I'm not knee-deep in it, but what would be Ned? What, what, what does a censure do, and what does that set us? Is that set up for a possible impeachment of Schiff? Is that kind of the big picture here, the, the end goal, hopefully? Yeah. You know, a, a censor is really just a public reprimand. If if you happen to follow what happened after the vote, uh, Adam Schiff was required to present himself there on the House floor before the Speaker. Uh, the Speaker read a censorship, uh, basically can, uh, uh, a, a statement uh, condemning uh, the action 
uh, of Mr. Schiff, but what the House did uh, does not in any shape, form, or fashion uh, set Mr. Schiff up to be removed from Congress. Uh, the ethics investigation, again, I don't want to prejudge that investigation, but one of the uh, potential penalties uh, that could be recommended uh, by the ethics committee uh, would be uh, uh, requesting that Mr. Schiff be removed from Congress. Now, the ethics committee does not have that authority in and of itself. That would ultimately require a vote on the House floor uh, to remove a member from Congress. It's something that has rarely happened. But it is one of the, if you will, sentencing alternatives that could be suggested uh, once an ethics investigation uh, is completed. I got you. I will say, since you guys have gotten control up there on, on your side of things, it feels like a lot more is getting done. And it feels like there's going to be some accountability for what the Democrats have been doing the last four years. And it starts with these investigations and these censures and stuff of that nature. Going back today, just freshening myself up on things. You know, I, I don't want to say I forgot just how much nonsense Schiff has spewed. But my goodness, it, it, anything that happens moving forward is absolutely justifiable. Well, again, you know, um, by me and the other members uh, voting present, uh, not casting a vote in the affirmative, uh, it allows us uh, to not only be part of that process, but to lead the process of conducting these investigations. And, and I think it's very important. Uh, you also mentioned, you know, the fact that since Republicans have taken control of the House, uh, you've seen the Oversight Committee uh, led by uh, Representative Comer, uh, the Judiciary Committee, uh, led by Representative Jordan, uh, have been very aggressive in their investigation. Uh, uh, we were able to vote this week also uh, on a motion to refer to both Homeland Security, uh, a committee that I also serve on, serve as vice chairman, uh, and to judiciary, uh, uh, a, a process to begin uh, what hopefully will reserve, which will ultimately result, I hope, uh, in articles of impeachment being filed against the president. And so uh, we will begin on the Homeland Security side. Uh, we will begin laying out a case as to why this president has either been unwilling or unable to secure the border. Uh, we'll talk about executive orders that he issued uh, his very first day in office and the conditions that he allowed under his watch to occur on the border. Uh, and then judiciary ultimately will take the information that we develop in Homeland uh, and judiciary committee will then make a decision as to whether or not uh, articles of impeachment should be got, should be brought against President Biden. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed there. And I got, I got one more question as far as the national stuff goes. The Hunter Biden plea deal has been a really big story this week. And uh, the, the pre-trial the pre diversion um, deal on the gun charge. I, you know, I thought I read yesterday where that's the one thing you, they can't do a pretrial diversion on from the federal level is on gun charges. And here we are with the president's son getting special treatment. Is there any kind of investigation you guys can do as far as looking into that type stuff goes? You know, I, I'll tell you that, that uh, uh, Representative Comer is aggressively uh, looking into all aspects of the Biden family, uh, particularly Hunter Biden and his transactions. Uh, I think what we saw this week when the Department of Justice made the announcement that they were going to uh, allow Hunter Biden to plead guilty uh, to two misdemeanor charges and then take a deferred prosecution uh, on the gun case, uh, I think most people believe that that shows that we have a two-tiered system of justice, uh, a tier for Joe Biden, his family, and his 
uh, Democratic donors, uh, and then a tear for the rest of us. Uh, you know, if you read uh, about what Hunter Biden has done, you know, he was facing three felony, two tax evasion charges. Uh, I'm led to believe on what I've read that the amount of money that he failed to report is somewhere between one and two million dollars. Uh, and then also a felony firearm charge. Uh, and so if it would have been you, Clay, if it would have been me, if it would have been any member of your listening audience, if we would have failed to report $2 million in income, if we had had a felony firearm charge, there is no way in the world that we would have been allowed to walk out of that courtroom, not only without a felony conviction, but without serving one day in jail. And so that's what we see, and I think that's what makes people uh, so concerned about the criminal justice system, particularly when we look at it from a federal level, uh, is people believe, and, and, and rightfully so, that our criminal justice system has been politicized, that politics comes into play. Uh, and as a former prosecutor, my role when I was a prosecutor before being elected to Congress is to make sure that what we were doing, the justice that we were handing out was fair to everyone people regardless of uh, of skin color regardless of social class regardless of political affiliation but that's not what we're seeing on the federal level and i know that it's something uh, that you your listeners and i uh, are extremely concerned about yeah you know i went back and looked at just some other celebrities you know people with money to fight stuff like this i went back and looked at some of the sentences they got for very similar charges of Folks like rappers Lil Wayne and Kodak Black, somebody Trump had to pardon. And, and they had to go to jail for these type things. And it just feels very unfair, just in layman's terms, that um, Hunter Biden, with all the other stuff, the, potential, the stuff potentially allegedly on the laptop and everything else, to, uh, to not spend a day in jail. It's disappointing. And I'm glad you guys are going to be looking into it as much as you can. Well, we will. Uh, and, you know, it, that's why it's also so important as we look to the 2024 election. Uh, that we are able to elect uh, a Republican president uh, because the president appoints the attorney general who's in charge of the Department of Justice. Uh, and so right now, as Republicans are trying to filter information to the Department of Justice that they can use to prosecute cases, uh, we're not getting uh, the reception that we need. Uh, and so the hope is uh, that when the next election cycle rolls around, that we've conducted the investigation as Congress, that we have a new Republican president, that we have a Republican attorney general, that we can hand that information over to the attorney general uh, and that they can very quickly begin criminal prosecutions into some of the wrongdoings that we, we, will, that we will have uncovered. Well, you know, I guess as they say, the wheels of justice turn slow, you know, and it just feels like that's where we're at with it. It's just uh, slow moving, but hopefully... We'll get this done, and the Bidens will, you know, can have to uh, face, uh, face, uh, pay the piper. I guess is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> and like, as, well, pro as well, properly well, as we, I can. We, we, yeah, you know, and, and again, you know, uh, not just Hunter, but but also his dad. He needs to be held responsible for things that he's done, and other members of the family, uh, and not just pay a price politically in the fact that he's not elected again. Uh, but pay a price criminally in the fact that they ought to be brought to justice for the crimes that they commit. Absolutely. Congressman Guest, anything you want to close out with? 
Look, just uh, look forward to uh, being uh, home this weekend and getting to see, getting forward to seeing everybody back home in Mississippi. And I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, hey, real quick before we go, I just want to say something. Um, you know, we haven't always agreed on some things, but I, I tell you, I've, I got nothing but respect for you for coming on here and taking a chance to speak with my listeners and our WYAB audience. It, it, it that does mean a lot, and hopefully, people else people appreciate it like I do. So I just wanted to say that much respect to you, and I do appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you'll have me back on again soon. Yes, sir, Michael Guest. Uh, thank you, Congressman Guest. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Clay. Have a great day. You as well. Thanks. All right. You're listening to The Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 FM WYAB. We'll be right back after this break.